0: Together, I'll be captivated I'll hang from your head. will I wake up my bed tell me we belong together I'll be I will be captivated I'll hang from your nearly the greatest time of your life. The greatest time of your life. Oh, slow dancing in grade seven. It's your old chuckle buddy, guess who? Jonathan James Ramtran, reporting live for duty on this magnificent February 20th in the year of our Lord. 2019. Welcome to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. Now be your crying shoulder. Ah, oh, adolescence, slow dancing with your loved one in grade seven. Oh, the tender memories. The tender, tender memories. <laughs> What's going on, fools? It's uh, 3.43 in the a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Getting up and banging it out with you motherfuckers. (laughs) (coughs) Wagwan. If you're new to the podcast, my name is Jonathan James Ramcharan. I'm a fucking janitor. So what? I'll do anything that makes the sound of a buck. Ka-ching! Don't give a blood clot fuck. I wash dishes, mop floors, scrub toilets, shovel driveways, take dogs for walks, wax cars, dig ditches, weed gardens, plant flowers, whatever the fuck it calls for. I'm doing, baby, up at the crack of dawn. Gonna make some money, some buku buku, baby. Hallelujah. Get my hands dirty, you know. Elbow grease. And I don't do it because I give a fuck. I do it because I don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck to think about anything other than survival. Survival of the fittest, baby. Put me on the Galapagos Islands, man. (laughs) I run that bitch to the ground. You think I'm going to be taking no shit by some fucking dodo? The fucking dodo? Was that what Charles Darwin did? He went and he observed the dodos on the fucking Galapagos Islands? Survival of the fittest? Yeah. The dodo bird, they didn't survive. You know why? They didn't have the heart to do a little bit of janitor work, you know? All the other fucking birds were like sweeping and mopping up their nests and "Ah, time to sweep! Time to mop. Time to fucking, uh, you know, wash the floors. Wash the floors. All all the other birds were doing it. And the dodo bird was like, I'm not going to work today. I'm too special and important to mop a floor. Then the dodo bird died. Extinct. True story. Charles Darwin. Survival of the fittest. Yeah. Read it. Love it. Live it. So yes, I'm a janitor, temporary laborer. Hallelujah. I am also an alcoholic. <gasps> 2 years, 3 months of sobriety, baby. If you're a, if you're a person struggling with a with an addiction, a substance A problem and alcoholism, uh, go out and seek recovery, please, I encourage you, there's no shame in it, and it, uh, well, there is some shame in it, (laughs) but, uh, you know, what is it, pride always goes before the fall, is that what the saying is? So yeah, you gotta put your pride aside, and, uh, you know, get on bended knee, thank God that uh, you got the opportunity to better yourself. And, uh, if the God thing's a little too heavy for you, uh, just whatever. Get on bended knee and thank your mom. <laughs> get on bended knee and thank, uh, you know, James Brown, whatever floats your boat. You know, have some humility and, uh, get out there and turn over a new leaf. A new life, a new lease. Hallelujah. Non-denominational Hallelujah. I am also an actor, extraordinaire. uh, I'm an actor, 18 years of uh, experience, Uh, diploma in theater arts. Um, Not really sure what I think about acting these days. Some days it's like I could give a fuck less, like I don't care, I'm done with it. And other days it's like, I was born for this. So it's like, I don't know, I'm on the fence. Um, hit me up, jr.thepodcast at com. You want to hire me to be in your little fucking play? <laughs> you want me to be in a, some movie you're directing? Yeah, shoot me up. I mean, <clears throat> what? Don't shoot me up, you fucking junkie. Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Actor extraordinaire. And, uh, you know, I'm going to vet you, though. I'm not just going to do any old piece of shit that comes across my desk, you know. Oh, yeah, sure, I'll be in this piece of junk. No. I'm a very choosy with my art. <laughs> Beggars can be choosers, believe it or not. And I'm also a stand-up comedian extraordinaire, yes. Um been doing that for uh, 10 years now. Uh, I'm in my, uh, I don't know what you would call it, intermediate phase. A uh, lot of experience, a lot to learn. I'm also in a rebuilding stage, working on a new hour. Um... Everything's been kind of fragmented with my comedy, you know? Pieces of joy, pieces of pain, pieces of eight. <laughs> pieces of eight, pieces of eight, pieces of eight. <omedical dripping> Didn't that little fucking parrot say that on Treasure Island? Long John Silver's parrot. Pieces of eight, pieces of eight. Something like that, right? Pieces of joy, pieces of pain, pieces of eight, pieces of shit. You know, all sorts of fucking a mock, 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 muck, 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 muck. In my fucking stand-up comedy life. And uh, 10 years strong, going forward, working on shit. I host a comedy night. This is a room that I host weekly, every Thursday. Our Righteous Mike in downtown Toronto. You can hit us up at Our Righteous Mike on Facebook. If you live in the Toronto area, come out and see us. We'd love to have ya. So those are the four things that... Uh, pretty much make up who I am at the moment. Temporary laborer, alcoholic, actor, stand-up comic. Welcome to the show. Yes, uh, I am up early to do the podcast. This is like the new format. I get up, uh, you know, early, early before work. I work as a janitor, and I get up early before work, and I I, uh, record these. It's actually really good. I like it. Get up nice and fresh. Get at it, you know? I've always been trying to... I've always been, like, juggling when to record it, right? Sometimes I record it after work. Sometimes I record it on the weekends. Sometimes I record it, uh, you know... In the middle of the night, in the middle of the day, you know, like it's you know, but like lately this morning thing's been working, so I'm just gonna rock with it for now uh I'm also on the on the heels of a holiday weekend, yes, uh, if you're a Canadian listener, we have recently just come off of, or if you're just a listener in general, we've come off of a Family day, long weekend in Canada. Uh, I live in Toronto, Canada. And yes, we're just coming off of a holiday weekend, family day. And I'm not gonna lie. There was some mixed feelings. Let me tell you about it. So, um, as I mentioned, I'm an alcoholic. And, uh... That comes with a lot of things, being in recovery. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, you have to have pride, humility, or sorry, you have to have, uh, you have to put your pride aside, have some humility, and be accountable. And um, in the lives of many alcoholics, definitely in mine, um, there have been people in my past that I've uh, wronged, you know? Um nothing so malicious in my case other than just i was a very obnoxious drinker and i had to make amends and um there were a lot of casualties of war a lot of friends that kind of fell to the wayside a lot of fair weather friends a lot of flakes in my life as well so a lot of these really fragmented dysfunctional dysfunctional relationships so Part of the aftermath of my alcoholism and into my recovery at two years and three months sober, uh, some of the aftermath is like, yeah, there's people in my life that I no longer connect with. Um, But you know what? Like, I don't know. The, The... The impulse is to be defensive and to say, well, you know what? It was a mutual thing. They had it coming. I didn't really, you know, just I'm trying to to distance myself from the responsibility. But I mean, sometimes it's just as simple as people don't want to see you in some fucked up state. You know what I mean? And that was like mainly what I think a lot of my... uh, broken relationships are about it's just like people were just kind of you know like I don't know John's fucked up John's obnoxious John's a fucked up drinker like I don't know enough of this guy so like I think that was a lot of the vibes I got off of people and uh, so what that means is I spend a lot of time alone alone and i'm not alone alone i have um still have um a select few good friends that um i consider close and dear and we talk a lot of them live out of province i also have my um recovery my recovery family people that i uh, see on a regular basis people that share my values people that are enthusiastic hopeful um born anew, you know, ready to, you know, take on life's challenges, sober, grateful, humble. So I get a chance to spend a lot of time with them during uh, holiday seasons. And uh, so I'm not, I'm never really alone. But, um, I was really feeling alone, kind of, um, upset, frustrated this past family day. And it's the first holiday that I've spent alone. Like, for example, I've spent every holiday alone for like the past eight years, you know, due to my antisocial habit of alcoholism that I am no longer uh, afflicted by, but I'm still maintaining. Uh, Due to my (coughs) antisocial behavioral problem condition, disease of alcoholism. And also due to the factors of my life. Like I was born into a dysfunctional single parent family, very fragmented. Father was never there. The siblings, we don't get along. The aunts and the uncles, the cousins, that's garbage. And um, <laughs> we're we're just this very divisive, uh, dysfunctional family. So it's like, I wasn't even brought up in some lovey-dovey environment to begin with. It's not like It's not like that was something that was a constant in my life, you know what I mean? Functionality, warmth, loves. I don't even like hugs. That's a part of my stories. I don't like hugs. Like don't fucking hug me. <laughs> I mean, when when you when you've been told the ultimate lie from the person who's supposed to love you, you know, your mother, you know, um My mother was kind of a, you know, she did her best, but she was a, it wasn't good enough. Straight up, it wasn't good enough. And uh, how I feel about it today is I'm, I'm indifferent. When I think on my mother, who's been passed away now for 10 years, uh, when I think on my mother, um, it's with indifference. She was a, you know, she was a, she was a young mother doing the best she could to raise three children on her own. She was brought up in a very, um, she was the last of 10 children. So she was brought up in a very cold, dysfunctional, detached family. Her mother didn't really have much time for her, as I I understand. Her father died very young. And there was a lot of neglect and abuse and pain in her childhood. So she couldn't really do much else different when she raised us, you know, so... I don't falter for that, but then again, I'm also very indifferent. I don't I don't falter for it. Then again, there's not much empathy either. I have to admit, I mean, there is empathy, but to an extent. It's like I get it, I understand, but I also don't want to think about it. And I don't want to dwell on it, and I'm, I'm pretty much over it. Though where the pain comes in is also not also, but where the, where the pain comes in is moving forward. Because now that I'm a man, 32 years old, in recovery, back on track with my career, my health, more importantly, my health, my career, my goals, um, well, what does it mean? Family day, you know, like uh, it was all shits and giggles for like the past sixteen years. The previous, previous to my recovery, it was all shits and giggles. Sixteen years of just getting high, drunk, fucking around, chain smoking cigarettes, being obnoxious, you know, and being an artist. Having artistic tendencies, I mean, that was my main focus anyway. I never cared to be in any sort of a relationship. You know, I would always let a... I would always pretty... I'd be pretty distant in my relationships, you know. um, Whether it be romantic, like with a girlfriend, or whether it be just my friends. I was always kind of distant, I have to admit. Just the way I was raised, you know. um, Like I said, mother was very... uh, Kind of distant Neglectful No closeness No bonding really So it made me kind of I don't know I don't know I just always I don't know Just I don't know I don't know I don't, I don't know I just don't know Well I do know It's made me very um, Cynical Yeah I believe people are motivated by self-interest, the definition of cynicism. And I I have faith and hope and belief and love and and enthusiasm and, and um, you know, kindred spirits to the universe, blah, blah, blah. Like, I have all that. But I'm very cynical as well. I believe people are motivated by self-interest. I'm pretty much... I'm pretty much just focused on what I gotta do and trying to stay connected with my higher power. And um, that's kind of like a window into what's going on with me right now. If you really wanna know, you won't, you don't care. (laughs) You said you cared, you don't care. If you really wanna know what's going on with me, that's what it is, it's like, Two years and three months of recovery. Um, got some close friends that are still with me. Um, got a lot of people that I understand. Like I was just a drunk, obnoxious person. We lost contact, and uh, and just just due to the nature of how I was raised. Anyway, like I have, I come from a dysfunctional family, so like we don't talk, like my family. So it's like, there's all that baggage, and that's where I'm coming from, and where the frustration crept in this family day is, like, looking to my future, like, I gotta do better. I gotta change, and uh, and I am changing. It's a process, right? But... It's the first time in eight years of um, being alone on holidays, right? I, I've been alone every, every Christmas, every Thanksgiving, every Easter, every, um, you know, um, Tupac Resurrection. Like every time <laughs> I've, been, I've been alone and it's never meant anything. I never cared. I, I never thought about it. I was either drunk or high or just, you know, focused on my craft. I mean being a being an artistic person, it's a lot of your focus. I mean you're doing things from the heart, from the passion, so it's there's no real bankable hours. I mean you're pretty much full time all the time, just you know, comedy, 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 acting, comedy, acting. Like it's just in my head all the time. So I don't give a shit if it's Easter. What you want me to paint an egg and fucking open a chocolate bar, pretend like I give a fuck? I love you, Jesus. Calm down. But like, you know what I mean? It's it's more like, I don't really care for the whole production value of like, oh, uh, uh, like I used to when I was younger. That shit was exciting. But as I got older and more swept up in my addiction and more egocentric in my fucking performing and shit, you know, these little things don't mean as much. You know, Easter, the resurrection of Christ. You know, these things don't mean as much. <laughs> and... uh uh you know, it really hit me for the first time in eight years of being alone on holidays this past family day. Yeah, I, I was getting off work the Friday of the long weekend, man, and I just felt frustrated. I felt frustrated and fucked up and pissy and antsy and antsy and, uh, You know, I was just like, one little tool that I learned in recovery that really helps when you're feeling frustrated and out of sorts, it's a, it's an acronym, HALT. You know, when you're feeling frustrated and out of place and out of sorts, HALT. Stop, HALT. Maybe you're hungry, angry, lonely, tired. And I was feeling somewhat hungry, you know, I hadn't really eaten since lunch. You know, I usually pack a lunch, you know, hard-boiled egg, banana, maybe a fucking oatmeal cookie or something, right? Well, I usually treat myself, I'll go to like Tim Hortons and grip a grip a fucking oatmeal cookie or something, right? Something to keep the blood sugars up, a little snack. But like, yeah, like usually I'm so I wasn't that hungry. Hmm, was I angry? Well, I don't know. I don't I was a kind of in a pissy mood, yeah. Was I tired? Hmm, not really. What was I? I was lonely. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Yeah, I was lonely. And I was feeling the frustration and it's the first time in a long time and it's a like I said, it's a it was an embarrassing one to admit. Because, uh, you know, there's a lot of pride and ego involved with admitting when you're lonely. What? I'm not lonely. But yeah, I'm lonely. It's like Friday, start of the long weekend. Everybody's rushing off to be with their friends and family. It's like, what am I rushing home to do? Play the bass guitar by myself, which is a blessing, you know? But like, I was just like, ugh. You know? <laughs> And I was just feeling kind of like, oh, my God, I just need to get home right now. I just need to be home right now. I just, you ever be in public and you just, you ever be in public and you feel a hissy fit coming on? Like, I felt myself about to throw a hissy fit. I'm like, I'm about to fucking flip the fuck out. I'm about to start, like, my face was getting all fucking heated and I was getting very temperamental and I I felt all buttoned up. And I'm just like, yo, I got to get the fuck out of downtown right now. I just got to get home. And uh, I went to my office, uh, the office for my temporary labor, and uh, uh, I went and I threw my paycheck, my, my pay, my payslip. Like, basically, we have, um, we have, we have these work tickets, they call them work tickets. And they hand us these work tickets, and we use them for the week, and we tally up our hours. And at the end of the week, or at the end of the day, we hand in these work tickets, and then we receive our paycheck. Sometimes it takes a long time waiting for the ladies at the office to process these work tickets. They got shit to do, blah, 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 whatever, right? So it was the end of the week. It was the Friday, start of the long weekend, family day. I got my work ticket. I'm in this pissy mood. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling lonely. I'm feeling tired. I'm feeling hungry. All these fucking feelings, right? I'm just like, yo, I got to get the fuck out of here. I throw my weekly work ticket in the basket. And I'm like, I'm going to come pick this up tomorrow or whatever. I got to go. And uh, apparently, the lady said she was calling after me. I didn't hear her. But that's what she said uh, when I went to pick up my check the next day. The Saturday, when I went to pick up my check, the lady told me she was calling me. John, John, wait, John, your check. Or whatever, right? I didn't hear her. But I was just, I was just, fuck, I had to get home. I just had to be... It was the first time in a long time, it just kind of got to me, the whole frustration of just, you know, really feeling the deficit of having, um, you know, no family and a limited uh, social network, right? I'm not a very sociable person these days. I kind of stick to myself, keep my own nose clean, keep myself out of the way, and, uh, I was really feeling that this past family day. So, but the good news is I got through it. There's always hope. Like I said, um, there's people I can reach out to. I got a great group of people in my recovery life. Um, I belong to a, a, a fellowship of people that meet weekly. And, uh, so yeah, I met up with them on Sunday, felt rejuvenated, Got some great conversation, some great uh, community. And uh, water off a duck's ass. Quack, quack. You know, like, quack. Water off a duck's ass. And just dealing with things one day at a time. Being grateful for what you got. And hopeful for the future. Because that was the main thing. I didn't, uh, you know, I felt myself going down a rabbit hole of feeling and like, oh no, like... I don't want to dredge up these old feelings and think about these old thoughts, but I do want to be aware of them so I can work on them in the future, like where I want to work towards. And, um, you know, that's the gratitude the gratitude of being able to see that, realize that, and be grateful for what I do, God. Which is so much. Like I said, I went home and I just played bass guitar. Which is coming along great. Like holy shit. Like, you know, over this past two years and uh, three months of my recovery. Part of what I do to keep myself busy is I, I play, uh, I, I get into my hobbies. And one of my hobbies is playing bass guitar. So I've been fucking just rocking it. And I'm telling you. Like, now I'm starting to see, like, it all comes just down to practice. How do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice. Practice. John, practice. How are you, you old son of a gun? Do you remember fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger in Last Action Hero? His buddy creeps up on him. Hey, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice. Practice. Practice, John. Practice. How are you, you old son of a gun? Arnold Schwarzenegger was fucking hilarious, man. Like his his comedic timing was like for a fucking Transylvanian bodybuilding weirdo. Like he he was very fucking funny, man. All those comedies he did, Last Action Hero. Uh, well, it wasn't. It was an action slash comedy movie. Um, Jingle all the way. Uh, Twins. Like, come on, man. Like, he was a fucking... He has some funny comedy chops. But, um... It all comes down to practice. Like... I don't know, man. Like, when I first started playing bass guitar... I was young. So I I just kind of didn't understand the idea of practice. Like I said, dysfunctional family. No mentors. No role models. No nothing. Nobody sat me down and taught me anything. I had to figure the shit out myself, Right? In life. And it's like... I just figured... Oh, well, if you picked up the guitar... and You, and you should know how to play it. No. It takes practice. <laughs> so, um... Yeah. After all my years of noodling around... And fucking around on the bass... Um, these last two and a half years of... Two years and three months of... Playing... Um... I'm starting to see real results... Yeah. Really digging the uh the bass playing these days, man. It's coming out good. Like I don't know. When I when I pick it up these days, um it's a mixture of um experience and it's a mixture of theory. Like I'm I'm working on theory, I'm always like uh reading about uh different scales. Uh Different little exercise books that I'm playing in. Trying to be more diligent in my training. And uh, some of the goals moving forward is um, buying some new bass guitar gear. Treat myself. Get a new bass. New amp. Couple pedals maybe. Like a, I don't know, like a fuzz pedal or overdrive pedal or something, right? These are just like effects, you know, like distortion, whatever. Effect pedals. And uh, go out and jam, you know, make some new buddies and, you know, just jam for the shits of it, right? Getting down just for the funk of it. And, uh, but yeah, practice, it all just comes down to that. And I'm actually starting to see the fruit of all my practicing. Yeah, it's an exciting time when you're learning, when you turn a corner, you know, so it's like the first time in a long time I turned a corner in my bass playing. Because, you know, like I said, I've been just kind of puttering around for years, noodling here, there, whatever, fucking around. Last couple of years I've been pretty uh, on it, practicing. And all of a sudden I turned a corner. I'm seeing growth. So, you know, that's a blessing. And, um, yeah, that's one of the blessings of when I mentioned... Uh, I just go home and be by myself or whatever, as I mentioned on family day. That was one of the blessings, though. I got to go home and play bass. Like I mentioned, I saw my recovery family. And now back to work on this, uh, back to work this week, you know, I noticed I have a lot of control over my emotions, which is a good thing. It's a really good thing good and bad I don't know do you want to be so controlled with your emotions do you want to be so calculated with your emotions I don't know I'm not calculated but like I know now how to I guess I always had a problem with um I don't know you know it's I don't know it's hard to gauge in life right your emotions sometimes sometimes if I'm in a pissy mood I could carry it forward you know, just be really brutish uh obnoxious, whatever around people, you know, if I'm in a shitty mood or whatever, right? I don't like to admit that, but I mean it's it's true. I'm a human being in the past, I probably have done that, and and I definitely have, especially in the workplace because i have I've always had so much contempt, <laughs> you know, who wants to work. <laughs> But, um, you know, all the contempt you have when you're in a job you hate and you bring it to work and you're in a pissy mood and you're bumbling around and, you know, this week, uh, you know, like, like, uh, back to work uh, as a janitor, I like my job. It's good for now. And it's a very, it's a very accommodating for my goal of being a actor in a comic. It's a way for me to pay the bills while I'm grinding on my uh, art. So, I'm very grateful for it. And when I went back to work this week, after all the fucking thought and meditation I had on just, you know, where I've gone, where I've been, where I'm going, you know, the whole personal family situation, relationship situation... I got back to work this week and I was feeling a little like like lackadaisical, Just kinda out of sorts. But I hunkered down and I'm like, yo, fuck it. Like put on a smiling face. Put on a smiling face. Da <duction duel> what is that? Put on a happy face and do it. I don't know, that's like some fucking tune Put on a happy face I heard that on a Walmart Oh yeah, it was on that Walmart commercial Remember that Walmart commercial? <laughs> Where that fucking smiley face was bouncing off of the fucking uh, the, the, the The price signs Knocking back, rolling back prices. We're rolling back prices all over the place. So put on a happy face. Put on a happy face. That fucking happy face, he's like bouncing off the fucking. Uh, he's rolling back prices. Walmart. <laughs> Speaking of which, I bought a watch online from Walmart. Another blessing. See? I got money to buy watches at Walmart. I bought this dope Casio watch online and I ordered it and, uh, yeah, it's been shipped to my local Walmart, my local Walmart for me to go pick up. You know, Walmart, the, uh, globalized, uh, globalization chain that's been raping and pillaging the planet with their fucking, um, you know, obnoxious, bare bones, um, environmentally catastrophized fucking products. Walmart, you know those global fucking leeches (laughs) Yeah, I got a watch coming in the mail for me at Walmart, so um another blessing in my life. Yes, and uh, But anyway, yeah going back to work this uh, this family day weekend uh, I was still feeling some of that frustration, but I put on a happy face And, and I realized like I got a lot of control over my emotions which is good in that i don't let them rule me like i allow myself to feel like i mentioned like it's a very vulnerable thing i was actually debating should i say this shouldn't i say this it's you feel vulnerable talking about your loneliness or what's going on with you sometimes and you know but i got control over it where it's like i can admit when i need to admit what i'm feeling and I can put on a happy face to make, like, people around me comfortable. Because, like I said, I was in a pissy, frustrated, fucked-up mood <laughs> yesterday at work. Coming back to work all fucked up and... Not fucked up, but, like, you know. Just, like I said, feeling like I was. Just kind of lazy, low-down, shiftless, spineless, rotten, good-for-nothing, lonely, fucking sour puss, glum. I had this fucking feelings, right? And... I just put on that happy face and... It's like people didn't even notice. They're like, good morning. You could tell they were just like... Comfortable around me and shit, right? And I was like, you know what? That's cool, man. Like, I'm not... I'm not... I'm not putting out negative vibes to people. I'm I'm putting out good vibes. In spite of the pain. In spite of all the pain. <laughs> um. So, yeah... If you have any questions, queries, or qualms, hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, it's not always the easiest thing to talk about sometimes. Family day, you know, and, uh, you know, how you deal with those holidays when you're just feeling kind of, uh, you know, alone or out of place, out of sorts, whatever. Hit me up, jr.thepodcast. At gmail dot com. Let me know your take. What what do you do to uh forget your childhood? <laughs> I used to drink <laughs> Now I gotta face it full on, right? So hey, hallelujah. I got the strength to do it today. So hallelujah Yeah. And I've been eating pretty too. That's another blessing. Um Uh Yeah, you know, um, I stocked up on some food for the long weekend, you know, grocery shopping. And uh yeah, I noticed like, you know, um for the first like, you know, I I I've always been so slovenly. Is a good way to put it. Um just, you know, when you're young, you know how it is when you're young, you you, you eat fast food, you know, you go to bed late. <laughs> You wake up late, you're eating fast food. Uh, back in my early young days, in my true youth, you know, my teens and 20s, I was drinking and, you know, I didn't really have much appreciation for food other than, like, give me a slice of pizza, give me a burger, give me some chicken wings or whatever. And uh, today I'm a pescatarian. I uh, I only eat uh, fish. I have eggs. And, uh... And I eat dairy products and fruits and vegetables, right? So I'm an offshoot of being a pescatarian, like a true pescatarian, I think. I don't think they eat eggs. I don't think they eat dairy products. They just have, um, you know, seafood. But anyways, I'm a I'm a sort of pescatarian. So um, I've developed this whole new appreciation for the food I eat, what I eat, what I put into my body. I still fuck up every now and then. I'll, I'll, I'll eat a bag of nibs just off the cuff, right? Like, I'll go to the Dollarama, pick up a little uh, bag of nibs. I'll just fucking mouth through a bag of nibs. I'll eat a fucking bag of gummy bears, no fucking problem. Water off a duck's ass, quack. Eat a fucking bag of gummy bears, no shame in it. Uh, last week or two weeks ago, I ate a box of fucking golden uh, Oreos. You know those white Oreos? I ate a box of those um the thin ones though <laughs> if that helps uh they make like these little thin uh it's the same g- milligrams or whatever it's the same grams of well if you have self discipline <laughs> it could help i guess but like uh they're just basically thinner versions of the regular oreos oreo thins Do you understand what I'm talking about? I'm talking about cookies here, people. So I ate a box of cookies and, uh, you know, so I'm not always the most diligent about my diet, but I do eat pretty damn good and I exercise. And I've been thinking about some of my uh, favorite foods lately because, like I said, when I was out there, I was just a slovenly pig slopping down whatever the fuck I could, chicken wings, fucking burgers at Wendy's, trunk and Trunk at 2 o'clock in the morning, going to McDonald's, you know. And, uh, you know, some of my favorite foods now are like, you know, peanuts. Yeah, I eat peanuts by the bag full. I'm talking like bags upon bags to the point in which my neighbors, you know, they noticed. My neighbor one day, she comes up to me. She goes, hey, John, you're always eating peanuts. I always notice you're taking bags of peanuts out. It's like I put peanuts in like the shell's. The peanut shells, I put them in like little plastic bag. You know those plastic bags you get at the produce department when you buy when you buy a bushel of bananas? When you buy a bushel of bananas and you put them in a plastic bag at the fucking produce section, I use that leftover bag for my peanut shells and I put them in the organic waste bin. My neighbor, she saw me going to the organic waste uh, bin and she goes, hey, John, you, you're always eating peanuts. I always noticed that about you. You're always eating peanuts. I'm like, yeah, so? So? What, you're keeping tabs on what the fuck I eat? You know, and, you know, I guess so. People do, they notice. So, like, yeah, I love peanuts. That's one of my little guilty pleasures. And um, some of my favorite animals eat peanuts as well, which makes me even closer to them. Elephants eat peanuts. Elephants eat peanuts. Um, Squirrels eat peanuts. That's the sound of a squirrel. Squirrels eat peanuts. Uh, If you break them up, crush them up. Pigeons eat peanuts. (coughs) Pigeons eat peanuts. (coughs) They do. Yeah. So some of my favorite animals eat peanuts. I eat peanuts. Do you understand what I'm telling you people? I eat peanuts. And uh, yeah, I love them. Uh, Pineapples. I just recently cut up a pineapple. I'm taking it for lunch today. Raisin bran. I ate a box of raisin bran the other day. Love it. Such a great little cereal, you know. Raisin bran. And uh, I'm thinking I might treat myself to some Taco Bell. Yes, Taco Bell. Might go to Taco Bell this, uh, you know, I try to, I I like to eat out like once a week as a little treat. Something to keep it interesting because like, you know, I usually cook at home. I'll make some rice with avocado and fry up an egg, fry up some mushrooms, toss that on there, you know. You know, little stir fries, fish and chips, (laughs) you know, little basic things, and uh, I do that because it's healthy and it's, uh, you know, it's cheap. And then I go and I eat out like once a week as a little treat, so, you know, I'm thinking Taco Bell this week. What do you think, ladies and gentlemen? have it your way, or do the bell. That's their saying. Dong, do the bell. So yeah, that's my plan. And, uh, you know, it's really important for me to think about these things when I'm feeling kind of haltish, you know, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. When I'm feeling those ways, I just got to count my blessings, get back to focus, start thinking about the positive, you know, start assessing what's going on with me. And I'm like, okay, well, you know... You know, I've been a little bit angry and frustrated lately, but that's cool. You know, I just got to focus on my health. Deep breaths. That's another thing. Um, When I was at work yesterday, feeling kind of frustrated. Um, I was taking deep breaths in, deep breaths out. Really connecting with my breathing. Uh, Really trying to control my temper around people. I was just feeling kind of frustrated. And um, then I was doing a little catalog of, like, okay, well, how have I I been eating lately? Have I been eating right? And yes, I have. I've been eating healthy. And uh, that's why I talk about that, you know. It's like, yeah, I've been eating peanuts, raisin bran, fucking pineapples, eggs, rice. You know, so I'm eating healthy. I'm keeping healthy. Fish and chips. And, you know, so I I assess these things when I'm feeling kind of low, you know. Uh, it helps me, it helps me connect and focus. I've been working out, you know, i got a little bit of a sore arm from, uh, I don't know, I was doing some bicep curls. I don't know if it's like my rotator cuff or my shoulder, I don't know, but, but yeah, I've been working out and I'm, 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 I'm coming along good. I got a bit of a, uh, uh, of a situation though. You know how they call that thing, dick root? That's a new thing you hear sometimes, dick root. It's like that, those fucking, um, your hips, like a man's hips section or whatever, when he's in good shape or whatever. Sometimes he tries to show it off by, like, hanging hanging his pants low and his underwear low so, you know, his, his dick root pops out a little bit. You know what I'm talking about, ladies? Dick root? I know the men do. Fellas? You hear me on the dick root? Yeah, I got a little bit of a situation going on because it's like, you know, I work out, I eat right, but I, like I also mentioned, I, I love cookies too, right? So not even that I like cookies. It's more that I'm just a recovering alcoholic. And a lot of times people in recovery, um, part of the game of recovery is, you know, you go to the next thing, which sometimes is, uh, you know, sugar. (laughs) And uh, a lot of people in recovery, um, you know, they got to watch their sugar intake because that's a temptation. A little sugar buzz, a little sugar rush. And... So that's kind of part of it because when I was drinking, I never ate cookies. Are you kidding me? I don't give a fuck about a cookie when I was out there drinking. But uh, now that I'm in recovery, I just can't get enough of them. So, um, so I got a bit of a situation going on because it's like you know, I work out, I eat right, but I'm also banging off these cookies by the fucking box full. So it's like I got a bit of this like you know my dick root like where my hips and my you know like from getting in good shape from doing sit-ups and working out and shit. You know, I got a little bit of dick root situation going on, but it's more like um dick root beer. A little bit of a fucking beer belly slash dick root dick root beer situation going on. A little bit of a bulge in the belly, but a little bit of uh the koi hips from, you know, working out. I don't know what's going on. So uh, you know, maybe that's a little too much information for y'all. But uh there it is. <laughs> Now you know about my workout regiment, You know I've been doing pretty good too I mean You know It's not always easy I got, I got a body that's like begrudging I noticed Like my body will function If I call upon it to function I'm like yo like you should work out And I start working out My body's like okay I guess I could But you know Fuck man like yo why don't we just take a nap I'm like no man you gotta do something You know, let's skip some rope, let's do some push-ups, let's do some sit-ups. My body's like, okay, sure, I guess, but like, what the fuck, we could just be chilling, you know? Like, my body's begrudging. Like, it works good, but it's just, it's it's an uphill battle. Because it's like, I know I'm strong, I know I can do certain things, but it's like, it's almost like my body fights itself. It's like, I don't want to... It's like, get up for school! You know, remember when your mom would try to wake you up for school? Get up for school, goddammit! And you're like... Uh, I don't want to. And you just kind of like lay there. It's kind of like what my body's like. I'm like, yo, fucking skip some rope. Do this, do that. And it's like, ah, oh, fine. You know, it's fucking lazy. Even though it's like, you know, capable, it's just fucking lazy. Hmm. Anyway, that's what's going on with my body. Ah. That song about body. I don't feel that. Vibration. In those good vibrations. Actually, that song's not about bodies at all, is it? It's about vibrations. Hmm. Only blood clot. Hell, it is early in the morning, isn't it? I'm just babbling on about bodies and vibrations. What? It's also Black History Month, y'all. <clears throat> Look how I had, how I added that, y'all. It's Black History Month y'all. Hope y'all doing good. Um you know, I was trying to do a couple things for Black History Month. Um I was thinking about going to go see um there's like a uh uh there's a Black Film Festival, International Black Film Festival. I rented this movie from the library. It's called Yilen, Yelen. Y E E L E N Len. which I guess translates to brightness in some some African uh, language, I guess that translates to brightness. Yilen. And it's this uh, film, it won the Khan's Jury Prize in 1987. So I guess it's this classic piece of African cinema. The director's name is uh, Soleimane Sissi. Sulemaine Sissy. The film's called Yee Len, Y-E-E-L-E-N, Len, which translates to brightness in some la 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 African language, as I mentioned. So I rented this movie, I was gonna watch it just as part of my tribute to Black History Month, and I'm just like, yo, fuck it. I don't give a shit. I'm just I have a low attention span for films these days. I don't know what it is. Even though this is an old film. It could have some potentially beautiful moments. It won a lot of great awards. I'm sure it's good. I'm just going to say it here because um the plan was to watch it and maybe talk about it a little bit, but um yeah, fuck it, who cares? I, like I just don't have the fucking I don't know. Something's up with my uh attention span, too. It's just like when it comes to movies, it's like I got no attention span for movies these days. I don't know what it is. I just like tune out so quickly. I don't know what it is. Part of it too is just like, you know, maybe it's being an actor and just being like, holy fuck, like, I don't know. It's almost like you don't want to, I don't know. As I mentioned in my intro, I have a lot of mixed feelings about being an actor these days. A lot of it's just smoke and mirrors and bullshit, what I, which, which I've come to realize. And a lot of it is just pure passion and art and craft and love and artistry too. But a lot of it is just straight up hooey. And um, I don't know. Got mixed emotions. But anyways, Len. Check it out if you ever get the chance. If you're at the library and you find some African film department from 1987, go check it out, you know. (laughs) Len. having a sip of tea right now, some mint tea. And uh, what's also going on with me? Um, Coming up, coming up, the main event, the main thing going on with me right now, which is going to take me out of all of this, all of this um, rebuilding phase that I've been on. It's been a long rebuilding phase. It's For anybody in recovery who can relate, um, or just anybody in life rebuilding, you know, it had been a major rebuilding phase uh, for me these past two years and three months of recovery. And things are starting to come into place now. And uh, starting this Thursday, Our Righteous Mike is a stand-up comedy show I host in downtown Toronto. Information at Our Righteous Mike on Facebook. It's really like the start of um, my uh, rebuilding with comedy. I've been slugging it out in Toronto the last two years and three months. Going to open mics, doing all these little bar gigs. I quit doing uh, open mics uh, about like six months ago. I just got fed up with them. I've done enough of them over my career. And I just felt like, yo, it's time to sink or swim, it's time to get some legitimate stage time, and it's just time to put it out there. And uh, like I said, I'm in this rebuilding phase now, working on the new hour, as you always hear comics talk about, or you may hear comics talk about. Um, The thing about your comedy sometimes, after a while, it expires on you, and you gotta make new material, right? So... I'm in this phase right now where it's like I got all these little bits, all these little pieces that I'm trying to conduct into a new hour. And it's like the beginning. A beautiful start to just, like I said, put, like I said, rebuilding the life. You know what I mean? Where you've been and where you're going. You know what I mean? I think that's part of the frustration I was feeling too because it's like a transition period. It's like I'm trying to get things going with my with my art, with my career. I'm trying to get things going with my work, you know, like I'm getting more uh, hours at my temporary labor job. It looks like they wanna hire me full on pretty soon. So I'm getting new beginnings there. And I'm also looking towards, you know, changing my life in terms of, you know, having more relationships, having more time for people, getting myself out there and, and involved more. With relationships in general, you know, dating, friendships, community, all that stuff. And it's just like, you know, the the beginning phases, you know what I mean? And uh, it, it was a big build up just to begin. <laughs> you know, there was a lot of shit I had to do just to begin. So, I mean, the blessing is that I'm here to do it, happy to do it, hopeful to do it. And, uh, you know, there's a dog barking. I don't know if you guys can hear this. What the fuck are you yapping about, you little shithead? you hear this? I didn't even know my neighbor had a dog. Or maybe that's my neighbor having a nightmare. <laughs> I'm a dog! <laughs> Anyways, who knows, man. Holy shit, this dog won't shut up. That's another thing I'm starting to learn to like. Dogs. Never liked dogs before. Smelly, dirty little creatures. Grubby. But like, you know, they have such beautiful characteristics. You know what I mean? Loyalty. They have the brain of like a one-year-old child. So, you know, they're somewhat present of mind. Somewhat dopey, you know? Dogs. So like I'm saying, just a lot of new beginnings, a lot of dogs, a lot of growth, a lot of hope. And, you know, I'm just trying to rock with it, you know. And um, I guess that's where a lot of this whole, like with the whole family day weekend, with the whole starting up of this new show of mine, Our Righteous Mike, a lot of these feelings have just been coming up, I guess. You know, and I'm happy that I can realize them and recognize them and work to better, better, better myself. Um, thank you very much for listening. Um, You know, it's truly been... Uh, I truly value anyone who listens to this podcast because... Um, Or, not or, but yeah, I truly value anyone who listens to this podcast because, you know, it's, I don't know, it's pretty amazing that people would give me that time, you know what I mean? And I truly appreciate it because your time could be spent doing anything else and I'm just very grateful to go forward with this new show, Our Righteous Mike, I'm very grateful to go forward with the podcast, and I'm very grateful to go sweep a floor, <laughs> believe it or not, I gotta go scrub a toilet, so I'll talk to you later. It's your old chuckle buddy, guess who, Jonathan James Ramtran, reporting live for duty on this magnificent February 20th, in the year of our Lord. 2019. Again, Our Righteous Mike, the beginning, starts this February 21st. Details at Our Righteous Mike on Facebook. It's a weekly show I'll be hosting here in Toronto. If you're in the area, come out and check us out. We'd love to have you. Again, if you have any questions, queries, or qualms, hit me up jr.thepodcast at gmail.com Thank you very much for listening. Uh, I hope you all have the fucking best week of your life coming up now. And I'll talk to you next time. Peace.